This week on the I Love Funny Women podcast. I think everybody looks fantastic naked. If we're losing money, we might as well lose money on our loser daughter. I feel like funniness is like a blessing and a curse. Yeah. And I would find like these like Academy of the Arts or whatever, and my parents were just like, oh my God, she wants to be poor. Because my parents were like, why are you weird? <laughs> Welcome to the I Love Funny Women podcast with your host, Dina Nina. Welcome to the I Love Funny Women podcast. I am Dina Nina. And I am Lalita D. Hi, Lalita. Hi, Dina. How's your week going? My week is going really well. And um, I made zucchini fritters last night. No, zucchini blossom fritters last night. Oh, that sounds... I What, what does a zucchini blossom taste like i don't know because by the time i'd stuffed with the bacon cheese which i'll talk about in a second and <laughs> put it through a batter of almond flour and egg and then fried it <laughs> i i do feel the original zucchini blossom got a little bit lost <laughs> but dang it was good i mean if i weren't a vegetarian it sounds like it would be great so the bacon cheese is optional. You can put any cheese in, um, but I got this bacon cheese at the farmer's market and I really was like, oh my God, I'm gonna, I wanna get down on my knees and pray. Like what genius decided to put bacon in cheese. And you know what, Dina? It's like making out with that really good looking person that you just couldn't wait for. Oh. It's not that good. Oh. Oh. It's 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 not that good. It's like, you know, that really hot person that's too hot to know how to make you come. <laughs> I know them. <laughs> that's what bacon cheese is like. It's just really? yeah, no. I'm not getting I'm not ever getting it again, but it was pretty good inside a zucchini blossom. <laughs> I love things inside of a my blossom for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for setting me up for that one. <laughs> So the Met Gala was last week too. Man, what a drama. I know. Uh, I, yeah. AOC in her text, the rich dress was just. Love that. Oh. I feel that all politicians, that's, <laughs> that should be the way of the future democracy. All politicians should just have an Instagram account where they put pictures of themselves wearing dresses with their most important right. <laughs> political principles. At $30,000 a plate dinners <laughs> you know like it was <laughs> oh yeah there is that there is that we want to hear from you out there go on over to instagram send us a video tag at i love funny women with the hashtag hey dina and you may be on the podcast or even on our youtube and we need your help do us a favor send us thirty thousand dollars just kidding <laughs> Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. When you do, it helps us get more lovely listeners like you. And send us $30,000. <laughs> and share this podcast and our posts on all the socials so all of your friends can become our friends. And if you send us $30,000, we'll send you a picture of Dina in a dress. Yes, and with shaped legs then. <laughs> hey, doesn't you know, I think AOC might have had some hairy legs going on underneath that dress. <laughs> I have a lot of hairy things that would be under that dress, too. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey, this is Door Girl Greg. Thank you for listening to the I Love Funny Women podcast. If you haven't by now, you should really go to the socials and check out at I Love Funny Women on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube because really, what else are you going to do? And here's what's happening in the news. Travel blogger Gabby Petito has been missing since September 11th. And it's all very mysterious as the last place she and her partner Brian Laundrie were seen together was Wyoming. And then Brian showed up at his family home in Florida and he wasn't talking. Later last week, he went hiking. And by hiking, it seems he meant on the lam, on the run, shaking the coppers, changing his name, appearance, and heading to the Maldives. Or to Mar-a-Lago. Isn't that a Russian territory? I think it is. Although I don't think it officially is recognized as such. (laughs) I just feel fiance of missing woman goes missing. I don't know. It's not a good look. It's not a good look. And all of our prayers and thoughts and whatever I can do, please, for the family of Gabby. I know, seriously. That's, uh, it's, okay. Let's stay funny. Lil Nas X dropped his long-awaited album on terror this week. He took the dropping quite literally as he had a whole birthing scene around it, which was not appreciated by everyone, but the album itself is absolutely lit. And you know, I get why people feel cis men should not be arrogating reproductive powers, but then cis men were so jealous of women giving birth that they had to go and create something all of their own, being nuclear weapons. And so by comparison, I feel that a music album ain't so bad. (laughs) And watching that video, I look, I cry a lot. And I cried a lot at that video because it is so good. The What I Want video is incredible. And if any of you have not yet seen it, please go and watch it like right now. We'll wait. Dean and I will just sit here and wait for you to go over to YouTube and watch uh, What I Want, the official video by Lil Nas X. The U.S. relationship with France is seeing signs of wear as President Macron sends a passive-aggressive text to Biden for stepping out with Australia. If you haven't heard, the U.S. has gone deep with the Aussies. Like, submarine deep. Okay. (laughs) So, Australia had an agreement to buy nuclear submarines from France and then said, we're going to buy them from the U.S. because they respect us more. And then France was all, I respect you, but now I want my ring back. And as for you, U.S., we're through. I mean, we did have ulterior motives as having a well-armed Australia makes the U.S. feel like we can protect our interests from the rapid expansion of China in the Pacific. So, you know. Yeah, but France is being all like hot girl. Like, you don't want to go out with me. Well, I never liked you to begin with. And you're probably gay. (laughs) And we're like, we love your hair. (laughs) How are you so thin when you eat croissants all day long? (laughs) Go have some brie. (laughs) I'm just going to have a deep fried croissant with brie (laughs) before I get into my size zero Chanel suit. Isn't France the home with Monte Cristo sandwich? Oh, that's Florida. (laughs) Anyway, what we're saying is France is not used to hearing the word no. So go Australia. Go Aussies. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. (laughs) Now, Sean Spicer, remember him? No. Good for you. That is a healthy immune response. (laughs) He was Trump's first press secretary and is now complaining that the press treats Jen Psaki better than they treated him. Yeah, you great big pumpkin lump. (laughs) 
fuckwit cockwomble it's because she knows what she's doing entitled men are just something else they don't like me it's because you're a disgusting piece of filth liar that's why <laughs> don't hold back Lolita <laughs> I mean pumpkin lumping cockwomble I have strong feelings about this you know maybe the vaccine affected my mental health <laughs> just kidding I don't need a vaccine to make me unstable especially since they're tracking you ah Last week, Californians turned out in record number to see the return of the Governor Part 2 was not seen. <laughs> I phone banked for Newsom. I had some very interesting conversations with people about masks. There's a lot of quote-unquote scientists out there. <laughs> they did their research. Ah! Now, am I a huge fan of Newsom? I mean, the part where he went to a fancy restaurant while telling all of California to shelter in place was not great. But he's believed in women's rights, reproductive rights, LGBTQ plus rights, and other basic democratic principles does make me well inclined mm. towards him. And Governor Hottie Pants Newsom secured his seat, and uh, ain't it a good one? <laughs> <laughs> and the little Trump Larry Elder, who actually has hair and isn't orange, was denied a chance to make California great again. <laughs> so California still remains... Sexy. Oh la la, yes we are, yes we are. <laughs> that was my French accent, by the way. Also in California and other states this side of the country, bears are increasingly encroaching on human space as climate change makes it impossible for them to survive in the little bit of natural habitat that we humans left for them as we encroached on their space to begin with. I mean, I am on team bear, to be honest. It does not seem unreasonable for them to be like, build the wall, get these humans away from here. And we are talking about the hairy gay men, right? Like, bear, bear. Yes, Dina, yes. That is totally what this segment was about. <laughs> gay men, take back national parks. Yosemite, yes, queen. <laughs> Jellystone, home of the homosexual. Yes, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and that is all the time we have for the news this week <laughs> have you heard about it have you experienced it the i love funny women podcast with your host dina nina and this week we have a wonderful lady who's based in chicago she is an internationally renowned comedian and mc so please welcome to the show, Sonal Agarwal. Sonal, how are you today? I'm so good. I am a little bit hungover, but um, I'm okay. Uh, that's why I was like, this is audio only, right? This is... <laughs> that's perfect. Who's that behind you? That's Kylie Minogue. <laughs> she likes to stand there. There's also construction going on, and they're not there right now, but there there's a balcony, and like um like ropes and they're doing the facade of the building so i live a very clothing optional lifestyle and these guys have probably seen me <laughs> naked so many times where i just come out of the room like trying to get water and then i'm like oh oh my god and then i go like running back into my bedroom <laughs> you're like people aren't usually on this eighth floor <laughs> people aren't usually like on belay on the freaking seventh floor like outside the window <laughs> I kind of like I'm kind of that way too. So I I live in Madison and I live in this house and we had smaller windows in the front win room. Now it's like all one big picture window and 
I mean, thank God it's a neighborhood and the vast majority of people in the neighborhood sleep early because it's all families. Oh, I thought you were going to say the vast majority of people in the neighborhood have all seen me naked. So They probably have. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I wear panties all the time. Like, I'm... So I have panties, but I never have my top on. And so I come through the living room to pee at night if nobody's in the house like this, like with my hands on my boobs, <laughs> just fat blubbering every, just like, blah, blah, blah. and then I'm like, but I'm like, just going to cover my nips just in case the neighbor's it's child is awake at so 4 a.m. <laughs> that is so funny. Just in case the neighbor's child is awake and can, has his night vision goggles on. <laughs> It's so weird. And then usually during the day, I think nobody's going to see me because nobody can really see in a house usually. But of course, the one time I do it, somebody's going to be walking by like. And be like, ah, which is so silly. I don't know. I really, I really think the whole clothing thing is is so weird. I mean, I like clothes because I don't like my body. (laughs) I think everybody looks fantastic naked. I, uh, uh, okay. (laughs) I just think, like, for trans people, it's a little extra uncomfortable, I think. (laughs) That's fuck society. Yeah, but I'm not ready to be a nudist. No, no, I mean, not even a nudist, just, like, naked in your own home. Yes, now that, but I I should probably close the windows. (laughs) If I'm on the ground floor, like the, we don't have curtains in the front room. <laughs> Luckily yeah. I live with people. So it's not often that I walk through necky, you know, I like, mean, I'm on the seventh floor and I'm always looking out the window to look through other windows. Like, do I see anyone naked? Well, I don't see anyone. So therefore I don't think anyone can see really into my window. I, I barely ever see anyone. Yeah. So are you in a building near another building that's about the same height? I am on the same block as Rainforest Cafe and the Rock and Roll McDonald's <laughs> in River North. And there's construction <clears throat> happening. So there are days where I wake up and it sounds like I'm inside a machine, you know, where it's like, <laughs> I know that. I know that. <laughs> oh my God. The building that I live in, there's a door guy and it's, it's very fancy. Basically my parents own the apartment and they're, like, not allowed to rent it because of how condo association works. Yeah. It's only, like, 20% of units. So they're like, if we're losing money, we might as well lose money on our loser daughter. And I'm <laughs> like, yes, yes. And, I mean, it has become, like, a comedian refugee center. Like, whenever there are comics in from out of town, I'm, I mean, especially brown comics. All, like, the Pakistani and Bangladeshi and Indian comics come stay with me. And the, the other night, I forgot to put him in the system. And he, they wouldn't let, um, I had Usama Siddiqui staying with me and the door guy wouldn't let him in. And I, and my girlfriend had taken like an edible earlier. So we were not answering our phones, you know, (laughs) and I'd already left like the key for him in a place. So I thought we had it all set up for him to not, and he's a man. So he was just like, I was upset, but it was no big deal. I just went and got a hotel room. You know, I don't know about, but like in this form, the last mm. time I was locked out, I couldn't get into uh, uh, my friend's place. I was in Milan and in Italy, and I had to wander the streets at like three in the morning 
Uh. I almost got raped like three times. I had to like yell at this little Algerian guy. I'm like, I don't want to talk. He's like, solo volio parlare. That means I just want to talk, you know? And I'm like, non volio parlare. And I had to turn into like a crazy demon for him to be like, oh, she's so intense and run away. It's like, no, you're trying to rape me. I'm not the scary. You're the scary one. <laughs> and then finally I found this hotel where the, like the door guy would, cause all these people just thought that I was some random homeless person. And I'm like, no, I'm American. <laughs> I'm not, I'm just stupid. And then finally, this and they guy, like run you out of town. Then they run out of town. They're like, no, I'm American. Yeah. Then they ran. Yeah. They're like, she's either a whore. Oh, she's American. Get her out of here. That's the word for Karens in <laughs> overseas. So then after I'm wandering the streets, finally I find a hotel and this guy's like, it's fine. The receptionist guy, he's talking to me for like 20 minutes about his family. Na, na, na. And I'm like, I'm so grateful. Solo bisogno de un posto per sedere, which means like, I just need a place to sit. And then after 30 minutes and I'm like, he's being respectful. We're fine. He's like, de piace aventura. He's like, do you like adventures? And I'm like, and I literally told him, I was like, turn around. Don't talk to me anymore. We could have been friends, and now it's over. You've broken my trust. You've broken your out of the circle of trust? You just told me about your wife? Why? Oh, my God. So, uh, me too. I am adventurous, but not that adventurous. (laughs) How'd you get into comedy? You know, I was just uh, one of those... I feel like funniness is like a blessing and a curse. Yes, amen. You know, my mom just said to me, I was in a fight with my mom and she, then I made her laugh and she's like, you used to do this when you were a teenager all the time and you would make me laugh and I'd be so mad and then I would laugh and then I couldn't say my point and I would lose my point. And I'm like, (laughs) sounds like somebody has got a lot of material for therapy, which you should go to, but she'll never grow. But I mean, um, yeah, it was always like being an other and being, uh, like a, a weirdo brown kid in a world of like white Chicagoland suburbia. Mm-hmm. It was like the fastest way. And it's always, it's um as a brown woman, people aren't expecting funny from you. They're expecting like, I don't know, head down and just worky and, and I don't know, polite. And you're like, and, I'm going to be a doctor. <laughs> and I will be, and yeah, medical assessments maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's what people expect. Like, <laughs> Just, I have this pain in my arm. And you're yeah. like, they don't do that. <laughs> hey, ah. <laughs> pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. So, I mean, for you also, like making people laugh must have been like the easiest in connect where people are like, oh, I like her. Yeah. I mean, I was friends with a lot of like the popular kids in school, kind of, you know, because so- in school, no. In high school, like everybody, no one really liked me. You know, they called me that F word. That is so. I grew where up in the. Where does that t- come from? That I, it's terrible. Kid thing. I was always the sweet male person that went to high school with, you know, like. The sweet You were so sweet. Stay sweet forever. Oh, yeah. You know, that kind of. That's who I was. Oh, so reductive. That's so reductive. I know. And, and then in, and then in college, I mean, I learned to use humor in college to deflect and make myself feel better. Because yeah. it was hard, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. 
I and it's so easy to laugh about stuff now because we're like celebrated, you know, and we're like these marginalized voices that need to be given all things, yeah, anything, you know. They're like, here, please, where are our stuff? But um, yeah, it was it was terrible high school. But I also because my parents are immigrants and because they came over like in my dad is. 70 now he came over in like 78 i was born in 1983 you know listeners you guys can do the math but you know they um there that's to say that there it felt like their lives kind of started when they moved here so it mm. was like all of those developmental years i was able to be a little bit unattached because i'm like i mean my parents grew up in india and now my dad says he's from chicago so like none of this even matters in a sense and it felt really irrelevant to me. And in that sense, I do wish that I maybe invested a little bit more time. I see people now who are like, we've been friends since high school. We've been friends since middle school. And I'm like, I don't talk to any of those hoes. Fuck uh -uh. all of those people. None of them. <laughs> <laughs> right? You yeah. see that too? You're like, oh, that's cool. And in Wisconsin, like all the people know each other. Like the, like there's I there are multiple people that are like, you know, I went to high school with this person. I went to high school with this person. And I'm like, I know all my friends, high school friends now. Yeah. It's so weird. And I'm like, I'm, I haven't known anybody for decades who knows somebody that they went to high school with and hangs out with them all the time or sees them constantly. Like, like I don't live in the town I grew up in. And the vast majority of people that I know didn't grow up in the town that they live in. Yeah. So it's just bizarre. Yeah. It's very yeah. provincial. It's also, do you get like people for sure remember you and you're like, I have no idea who you are. So there were 35 people in my class. Um, <laughs> so I, I haven't had that happen. I, Cause I at least recognize the name. Otherwise I'm like, what happened to their face? <gasps> you did not. Oh, I mean, I it's my the worst because I I'm like thank the goddess, you know, like I'm I still look pretty young compared to how Grace. old I really am. That's why people think you're Latina, probably, because your skin looks so good. Thanks. I graduated with like 800 people, or yeah. I don't know how many people it was in my graduating class, but it was a massive. So for sure, there are people who are like we went to high school together, and I'm like, okay. Do you do you look back at your high school and think? oh my God, I was such a poor student. And then I go to college and I was like, I finally feel like I'm smart. I mean, I was a, I was a terror in my high school because <laughs> I, you know, we were, there were other Indian kids and there is like this insane pressure, you know, and like the, my, one of my best friends was totally the fucking valedictorian. And I was like, why, why? <laughs> First of all, the white people don't even like us. We need to dumb it down. You know, <laughs> and I was wow. such a, I was such a stoner from early on. Like I, you know, I like watched other people smoking weed and I'm like, I should wait till I'm at least 13, 14. Cause I feel like I'm going to like that, you know? And like the other kids were smoking at like 11, 12 and I'm like, I'm going to wait. I'm so mature. <laughs> and I used to call out of class all the time because it, it was like, the late 90s, I graduated from high school in 2001, so everything was still, like, analog system, you know, where, like, you could just call. I could just call, pretend to be my mom, 
and be like, Sona's not coming today, you know? And they're like, okay, thanks, Miss Agarwal. You know, if they called a check, then I'd be fucked. You know, then they would like call her at work or something. And then I'm like, oh, damn it. I mean, I got suspended in middle school three times for like, I know, for like, I cannot even believe, for one time for like, you know, me and these two girls were like, did you know that if you take toilet paper and wad it up with water and throw it, it'll stick to the wall. And like, <laughs> in this state of euphoria, we were just like, Wah! like, we just went wild decorating this bathroom, which was later described as vandalism. And <laughs> and then one time for like punching this bully, uh, I came up from behind and I like pushed him into a freaking water fountain. Good for you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'm the revolutionary. And, and I was the kid that was like you guys we can't do that i don't want to get in trouble i was like i really like i was so scared of getting in trouble i hated the feeling of getting in trouble like i was that kid see and i would be in detention like looking at the other kids like no this is this is this, this is like i don't know what's going on at home i just have a lot of energy that needs to be directed into something more like I just wanted to go to performer high school, you know. I know and, same, same, right? Yeah. And I would find like these like academy of the arts or whatever, and my parents were just like, "Oh my god, she wants to be poor." <laughs> we worked so hard. And I she- wanted that too. Like I figured out, I was like, if I if. I can go my last two years of high school to Booker T. Washington High School in Dallas. Like, if I can go to the the arts magnet school in Dallas, like, I would be, it would be so good if I could just go. And I was, like, went to my parents and I had this whole sheet, like, laid out, this is how I should go. Because, like, everybody hated me in my class or in my school because I was so weird. And what did your parents feel about that? And they were, like we can't afford it, which I totally get, you know, like I didn't, then I was like, you just don't want me to be happy. You hate me. (laughs) Why are we here? Why do we live in this terrible place? It was the terrible worst place. And they just, I mean, like, how was it for, for them dealing with you? Were they like, we love you? Or they're like, why are you weird? I felt like they didn't understand me, but I never felt like they were like, why are you weird? Because my parents were like, why are you weird? (laughs) My parents were like, what are you? Why can't you just be quiet? Why can't you, you know, like, just please, you know, why don't you care about school? And I was just so mistrusting of the education system so early on. I still remember in like, it must have been third grade or something or, and we were just learning about like black people and white people. And, and, and I like raised my hand and I'm like, what am I? And she's like, Oh, you don't have to worry about that. You know, and like and I'm like, whoa, you know, she said something really like that was the intention was to be like pacifying, you know, but it was just erasing yeah. where yeah. it was like, yeah. well, you don't exist. So don't worry about it. You know, and like girls in high school being like, I don't even think of you as as uh Indian. You're like, you're like white to me, you know, as if, as if that's supposed to be a compliment. And you're like, oh, oh God. No, I don't no. want that. <laughs> So your parents were always like loving to you. Yeah, they were they were loving. I got bullied by teachers as well as students. What the fuck? Yeah, so 
Um, I think that they were like, but they were like, this poor child is really fragile. <laughs> I think they did. Nobody understood an artsy, you know, assigned male at birth kid in small town Texas. Nobody understood that. Which is so funny because you're actually like all of uh, any any kid who I mean, those kids were like all my gay friends in high school who were not out by any means were like the revolutionaries for me, you know, and the ones mm-hmm. who were like, I remember this kid, Bobby, he would do Ace of Base, like interpretive dance on the school bus. And he'd be like, I saw the sign and it opened up my eyes. Now, see, I have to describe to your listeners that I just did a whole ASL. It was, it was choreographed. ASL. ASL. <laughs> ISL. Idiot sign language. Idiot sign language. <laughs> ISL. I just did ISL to Ace of Base. And I mean, he got his ass beat, you know, like for nothing for just like. Yeah, I mean, I was like really goth in high school, so I ended up being like, I don't give a fuck about these people. You you actually came up with goth. I did. You I interpreted. I mean, like I created it. I interpreted <laughs> goth. <laughs> I was like, okay. Goth. We, I actually took out that those other syllables, and I was like, goth is good. <laughs> The Latin root word is. <laughs> I was like, the Latin root word means heavy black eyeliner. You actually created heavy black eyeliner. That was your formula. I did. I created the coal eyeliner pencil. Without me, there would be nothing. Your eyes would not be defined in the world. Those those ancient Egyptians don't know shit. It was Dinanina. <laughs> so how did i become a comedian that's so funny to bring it that back was the that. question because i own sonaluggerwall.com and you know that was before i even started doing anything because people were like well you just get it just get it although a lot of people were like no don't get that because your name's really hard and people won't be able to find you idiots won't be able to find you i'm like i'm comfortable with that i'm okay and i don't like, want no, idiots to find me i don't want idiots to find me but they're like no but most most people are are idiots and i'm like oh well i mean basically i was always the funny person but then um the idea of doing stand-up comedy to me just sounded so gross and so like i was i'm a very outdoorsy person i love being outside so the idea of like being in a dark bar trapped at an open mic with like 40 white men is is so terrifying until you actually do it and then you're like oh this is like being scared of spiders we're like the spider is really scared of you and i started when i was 32. i can't imagine starting stand-up like in my 20s because you're just so vulnerable and you think you're prepared for stuff and you know then like you're feeling new feelings for the first time and you're like you can't be held and you can't be vulnerable around dudes because they're idiots and they just push all the feelings down and like, I'm a person who's like very on all the time. And if I'm even like tired, people are like, what, Sona, what's going on? Are you okay? Are you mad? Are you like mad at me? It's like, no, what? I'm, I'm just being quiet. I'm just being yeah. quiet right now. And men really like, they reduce emotions to like, you're either on or mad. You're either like, we good? Or are you mad at me? You know, and like, this is yeah. intense yeah. for me. And it's like, bitch, I'm on day one of my period right now. And my ovaries are literally trying to escape out of my body through my belly button. So I'm in a lot of physical pain. 
And then men always want you to describe, like, what is that like? What, do, what does that feel like? And you're like, get the fuck away from me. Just get away from me. Let me kick your nuts. And if I had been like that in my 20s, then maybe it'd be like, oh, she's crazy. Let's not let's not put yeah. her up. You know, and now being in my 30s, I'm like, okay, I am emotionally equipped to navigate these spaces because it's like the road to greatness is just paved with the tiniest little dicks, tiny, tiny dicks just swatting at each other. Like, right. Trying to get into your fucking spotlight and be like, I, I always knew, I always knew that, you know, I didn't like you in, at first, but now I see that you're really putting the work in. Guys say the dumbest shit to I us. Do. It has been so much fun talking to you. Thank you so much. Oh, I love you, Danina. I love, <laughs> I love you. Where can people find you on the You can side? find me at Sono Media on all social medias. It's S-O-N-A-L Media, just like in my little, I don't know if it's showing up. And um, we're doing this every Wednesday, Give Me the Light comedy show at The Hideout if you're in Chicago in September. And we have this like, sponsorship and we just got extended through november that is huge that's a really big deal and um we have a show in new york i'm not in new york but um i'm trying to get there you know we're all the all the admin stuff and um yeah i'm around awesome thank you so much i love you i love you i love you And that's all the time we have for this week. Thanks for listening to the I Love Funny Women podcast. You can find us on all the social media at I Love Funny Women and find us on YouTube as well. And of course, this podcast was written by me. And me. And you can find me on all the socials at Dina Nina XO. And you can find me at Lalita D Comedy. And find our guest Sonal Agarwal on Instagram at Sonal Media. Door Girl Greg is on Instagram at GG Putter. And as always, I love our announcer, Krista Garner, and you can find her on Instagram at Krista Garner. This is an Artemis Glow Studio production in association with Crossover Media and AMG. Have an awesome week. week.